At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Welcome into the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Where are the Kleenexes? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they're over there. I am in black for, <laughs> for because I am in mourning. I feel bad for you. I really today. do. It's, you were the first person I thought of when Hardman caught that ball. Uh, yeah, it's tough. These are hard ones. Yeah. These really are. And, you know, there's always a point in the game where – you know, and I would watch games when I was in the league. We got to win the game right here. And there were a few of those moments where San Francisco had a chance. I don't understand the the nivity towards Kyle Shanahan. Again, I think a lot of it goes back to people just think it's easy to waltz mm-hmm. into this game. Like, oh, it's no big deal. And we got so many experts that, you know, can manage a game from their couch. that so it's kind of ridiculous. But. Look, it is what it is. There were certainly opportunities. I think Kyle can learn from this game and move forward, right? I think that's going to be the key because it's interesting. The other sideline, Stormy, Andy Reid went through a lot of this himself. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches go through this. They kind of have to realize that there's a certain level you have to gain to get somewhere. And so, you know, I think this will be a great learning experience for Kyle. And they'll be back. So that's the thing. Like, I I understand the, like, being upset or frustrated about things that Kyle Shanahan did in terms of in the third quarter when you have the three and outs and eight of those nine plays are pass plays when you've already had problems and been known for abandoning the run in your previous Super Bowl appearances. Why are we doing that now when the best player on your team is a running back? I understand the questions about what happened in overtime and taking the ball first and then hearing all of these reports come out about how the 49ers players didn't even know that there were different adjusted overtime rules this season. So there there are a number of things from a Kyle Shanahan standpoint I understand being upset about, but it's the people that are like saying they'll never get over the hump or Shanahan's never going to get a ring now because of XYZ. That's 
that's what I disagree with. We don't know. And to your point, he can learn from this and hopefully does and will. There's so many moments in the game. They get the interception to start the second half. You know, Andy Reid manages the middle eight really good on the front end where he gets the ball with over four minutes to go. He only gets three points, cuts the lead down, right? Now he's got a chance to tie the game coming out of the second half and Mahomes throws the interception. They have the ball at the Kansas City 44. And, you know, they go, they, they, they can't get anything. They get a penalty, second and 15. I think when you go back and watch this game, second down, the second down call sheet, we talked about this all week. Kyle Shanahan's second down call sheet needed to stay out of third and long. And it was all over the television yesterday. They averaged third and long. They were over nine yards in third and long. And, and that's not how you're going to place these Spagnola. Spagnola was determined to attack him on second down to create the third and longs because Spagnola knew that if I make this a drop back pass game on third down, where it's third and long, where he doesn't have the chance to hand it off to McCaffrey or run a, you know, something quick out of a West Coast, it favors me. And I think that's what happens. So, look, there's a lot of areas that you really can dig into. You know, they blow the protection on the touch on the on the third down in the red zone. I mean, they got one guard sliding left. They got the other guard sliding right. You can't blow a protection. Look, I lost the tuck game because we had a mental mistake, right? Frank Middleton went the wrong way, and we don't get the first down. And the next thing you know, they make the comeback back. It's those little things. This game to me is so. I said this on the podcast. This game is about one of my favorite quotes by Marcus Aurelius: "Is the secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious." And this game was the non-obvious. You know, it's going to be the obvious is going to be well. Kyle blew it with his calls. The obvious is going to be Purdy couldn't lead him to victory. That's completely false, right? There's some non-obvious things that have to get corrected. And if you're a great coach like Kyle is to get his team here he'll correct those and move forward. Yeah, I think for me as a fan, what's been the most frustrating is that like they felt like the better team throughout the game. The 49ers did to me. And there were so many instances where they just were... They had so many opportunities to win the game and then didn't. Like you think about even from the very start in that opening drive where they're gashing Kansas City, driving down the field, and then Christian McCaffrey, of all people, has a super uncharacteristic fumble. You think about the muffed punt that sets up the MVS touchdown, Moody's missed extra point, not using George Kittle. Like there there were just so many areas where... Yeah. The Kittle one's the mystery to me. I got to watch yeah. the tape today, the All-22, when it gets loaded up there to see it. You know, but here's the other thing I think that Kyle has to learn from the game, which is the non-obvious again. And you can put them all in a category. So when you are a zone concept defense like they are, and why are they a zone concept defense? Because they have really good pass rushers. So let's go back to the New York football giants when they had Lawrence Taylor. I asked Belichick once, I said, Bill, where's your play sheet? This is when I first got to know Bill. Because uh, he used to have this starter jacket on and his hands were always in his pocket. And he said... I got Lawrence Taylor. What do I need a play sheet for? It's flip cover two, right? Well, when you have Lawrence Taylor, you can play cover two, and it's hard to really, you know, it's hard for them to, to move the ball. Well, the 49ers have a great front, and they can play a lot of zone behind it, and that front wears you down as the game goes on. In Super Bowls, in Super Bowls, having been there and experienced this, the defensive fronts get tired. The game's longer. It's harder. Everybody's going 100 miles an hour. It's hot. It's humid. Even though you can get a lot of time to have IVs at halftime, 
Look at the fourth quarter by both teams. Okay, let's just go through the fourth quarter. The Niners, touchdown, field goal, field goal. That was their fourth quarter in overtime. The, the, the Chiefs, touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. It was because the fronts are tired. And so now this leads me to the non-obvious. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm, I'm, I'm flying back to the Bay today, I'm saying to myself, we've got to really have a better plan for Blitz Zero. But more than anything, we have to have a better plan defensively from a scheme standpoint. We lose a, tw- we lose a huge lead, a 10-point lead, because we're playing cover three against the Chiefs the first game and Mahomes, and we get tired and we can't rush. This game is the same thing. We, when we had a blitz, we couldn't blitz effectively. So it really comes back to you have to be multiple on defense. You, you have to be like a baseball pitcher. You have to have a fastball. You have to have a curve. And you have to have a changeup. And the Niners just had the fastball. Eventually, that pitcher gets hit. And I think that's really the conversation is how do we change our defense to still highlight the front but be able to play on the back end with more man coverage. And then when we have to blitz, we don't let Kelsey run free. When we have to blitz, we don't let Rasheed Rice run across the field. You know, to me, that's the game. Well, and they did, like, credit that defense, especially in the first half. Travis Kelsey only had one catch and one yard. But, yes, exactly. In the second half, obviously, we saw some changes there. And that's something big picture that the 49ers are going to have to rein in. But I was largely, especially given how much criticism that we've given to Steve Wilkes and the defensive line particularly, they were a lot better than I anticipated. And Chase Young must have been listening to our show or something. For the something. first half. <laughs> for the first yeah, half, he the did. For half. the second half, I'm not sure but, he paid much attention okay. to us. You talk about being tired, right, and long drives and all of that. When we get to the position where we go to overtime and Kyle Shanahan wins the coin toss and elects to take the ball first, I thought in my mind it was because the defense was tight. Right. Well, they just played. Think about this. Nobody's written this about when they critique Kyle. They had just played 23 plays. They had a 12-play drive. They gave up a field goal. Then it was an 11-play drive. They gave up a field. So they were on the field for. T- so Steve Wilkes had just called 23 calls. Yes. You don't have that many calls on your call sheet. So the only reason that I bring this up is because yes, I am aware of that, and that was the thought process that I was thinking. Kyle Shanahan didn't say that post game, right. which is what I have issue with and what I want to ask you right. about. But let's take a listen to Kyle and his thought process on taking the ball first in OT. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Yeah. I mean, look, let me say this about the Niners, right? One of the big things that drove Jim Harbaugh crazy was their propensity to want to have – analytics involved so i know they have a strong analytical department now they're running for the hills i'm sure with this decision but i I think the defense was tired like i said they've just played 23 plays they had a chance to score seven on the one andy reed comes back out and says afterwards our strategy was simply this we were going to go for two to never allow the third possession got that And the play they called. And so when you have that as a strategy, right, when you have that as a strategy, you practice more two-point plays. Okay, so that two-point, that play that they ran to Hardeman probably came from the two-point section on the call sheet. What's our best two-point player? we got to have it. we got to make a play here. And so because the strategy going in by Reed was he was going to go for it on a two-point play, he was more prepared for that. 
I think to me, you certainly can question the decision because when you defer again, you're playing Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know what the analytics from San Francisco said that Kyle's referring to, but I would rather play Mahomes in a three-down game yes. than a four-down game. Yes. That's what That, to me, was what it came down to. But I know my defense is exhausted, right? I know. So Mahomes is going to go right down the field on us. They're tired. Yes, and I, th- I think that people would give Shanahan more of a break if he just said that. But instead, he's saying, oh, we wanted to get the ball third. Why are we thinking that far ahead? Like, that's that's where I have yeah. issue. And unfortunately, too, as a fan, like, I just think of the end of the game when they can't get that first down to keep the drive going and they have to kick a field goal. And you it's know that Mahomes is getting... Too. They, yeah. they watch the play. Like, the the one guard, the, the left guard tries to move to the right, the center moves left, and the right guard moves out. They, they didn't even block Jones. Yeah. So it was clearly... Look, I, their line coach, Chris Forrester, is a very good coach. And so, like, they cover that. They blew the cover. They blew the protection. They blew it. That's just what it is. It was the right call, bad execution. And and unfortunately, you lose the Super Bowl over that. That's the the, the overtime and the, the third down calls. Those are going to be the calls that Kyle are going to regret in terms of the second down call. We'll talk about this when we come back. When they had the ball in Kansas City territory, when they're down, when it was a 16 to 16 game, that was the that was the moment of the game to win. So much opportunity missed, it felt like, for San Francisco, who falls to Kansas City 25-22. The Chiefs get their third ring, two of them now, at the expense of the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk more about how things played out, as well as a goat in waiting, it appears, with Patrick Mahomes and what his future might hold. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
you haven't already, make sure you check out the new vcin.com. On the front page today, our own Dave Tooley breaks down the top 10 prop bet results that tell the story of Super Bowl 58. There's also daily best bet articles in college hoops and the NBA, as well as betting strategies discussing the contrasting styles of wagering for entertainment or ROI. Make sure you check out the new vcin.com today. Kansas City wins their third Super Bowl in the last five years. 25-22, the final score is they top the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we'll continue talking that through throughout the course of the two hours that we have here today. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll have Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Join us, take us behind the counter, see how the books did. Mike Pritchard, VSIN host, former NFL wideout, will hop on with us as well. He, you know, he talked to us earlier in the week about, about Juszczyk. About All of his, everything except for the touchdown prop for Juszczyk pretty much ended up coming through Rushing. right away. We're Right, right away. First it was, reception. Yeah, I got it right away. It was pretty damn good, yeah. you know. And we got the McCaffrey prop up over there. The Kettle one we're still looking for. That's somewhere off a deserted island in the Pacific. I have no Brutal. idea what happened to that one. But I, I like that one, too. Chris Jones not getting a sack shocked me. Yes. Got a bunch of pressures, but no sacks, you know. Bosa not getting a sack, too. You know, yeah, so, I was surprised too because he played great. Here it is. It's unfortunate here. for him not Ayuk to get rewarded. Ayuk went under. Ayuk went under, right? Yep. Uh, and and forked. I mean, Debo. That's the hard one. The plane ride home. You're looking at the stat sheet. We th- we threw the ball 11 times to Debo. He caught three yeah. of them. Right. Kittle. I mean, how does he not have more than three and a half receptions? Right. I I don't understand that. I love McCaffrey. The Jawan Jennings one I never thought of. And how about throwing the ball to six different receivers in the game? I would have never gone that there either. I was looking like early on in the game. I think it was first or second quarter where if you're just looking at the box score, you see that that uh, what's his face that Purdy had gotten the ball to six different guys. All were like 12 to 18 yard right. passes yeah. at that point. Um, Juszczyk, of course, like goes over his receiving yards, goes over everything on that first play. Uh, if if but if you go down with the ship, right? I mean, you lose a close game, a, 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 a one-possession game, and Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle aren't aren't le- your leading scorers. It's heartbreaking. So, I love I, I love McCaffrey, but I think we have a false perception of McCaffrey. I think he's a great player. I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's a luxury item. I think they need, and I know this sounds stupid, they need a banger. They need somebody else to come in there to kind of wear down the defense, right? They need somebody to come in there and say, "Uh uh-oh, we're tired of chasing McCaffrey around. We're going to need to have somebody tackle. You know, we got this banger, and now we got – to me, they need a little bit more multiplicity in in their style because he's so good, but if he can't be the guy that tires the defense out. Listen, I'd love to have another bowling ball type, just stout body run through the defense, get you those yards type of running back to compliment him. But I mean, we already have an embarrassing, um, an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the ball. It's hard to ask for another thing. Well, I, I don't but... think, I think, look, Bobby Turner, your running back coach, has done an outstanding job in his entire career with Mike and with Kyle of finding these guys in the fourth, fifth. I mean, Mosert, you know, yeah. the Mitchell kid's a good little player. I mean, they ran him a couple times. They got the holding call over there. But to me, I, I think it's a, now, look, you, when you put the back in there, if he doesn't have – remember, you evaluate running backs in three areas. It's block, catch, run. you got to be able to pass protect first. got to be able to catch the ball in the backfield, and you got to be able to run the ball when it's your time. And I just think you can find that guy. And I think if they had that, they had it in Mosert. 
Look at what he's done with with he and Achan. Achan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were very good together. So can you help me out with this, though, offensively? Because we talk about the Kittle stuff, and I know you said you still have to go through the All-22 to really get an idea of what was going on from that standpoint. Well, they never showed it to us. Like, it would have been nice. If I would have been Romo in the box, I would have said to the the production guy, let's – why is Kittle not getting the ball? Like, I kept writing in my notes, like, why does Kittle not have – like, explain what they're doing so we as a fan – and could understand it but with the Debo three of 11 thing I was wondering like they kept trying to go deep to Debo numerous times and I would just would have liked a little bit more of the underneath stuff to him and if we're going downfield to have those balls go to Ayuk more so why yeah. do you think that changed or is that something too that you just have to look at from I think you got to watch the yeah. whole attack plan in terms of how they were doing it I thought he I thought the formations would have been more spread especially on the key downs where you knew he was getting pressure. Now you say, well, you open up the edges when you get pressure and they blew that one protection too. So that always becomes the issue. They're going to have to really, you know, they're going to have to take some of the concepts that they use. They use, to be honest with you now, when you watch their offense, they use some of the, the old Patriot stuff, right? The touchdown pass is a Patriot play. The one they missed to Samuel on the, on the sprint where they're coming down the field, that's a complete Patriot play. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see they're trying to incorporate more of the versatility within their offense from that. Um, Because of overtime, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, everything that you could bet Patrick Mahomes essentially comes through. Passing yards, 260 and a half. He's got 333 completions and attempts. He goes 34 of 46. Touchdowns over one and a half. He did throw that that pick on the opening drive of the third quarter. Longest completion, the 52 or 53 yarder to Hardman. Rushing gets there. He was the Chiefs' leading rusher um, for the for the game. Second leading rusher in the entire game, just behind CMC. He had 66 yards on the ground. And this is just Michael further cementing the legacy of Patrick Mahomes for him to, we talked about it going into the game where you said, you know, the chiefs defense is really what's gotten the, the Kansas city to this point, but Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. And in this case, the fourth quarter and overtime, he's just going to do what he does and you want the ball in his hands and he delivered. That's what makes the second down call before the two minute warning. So tough, right? Because they run a bootleg and Kittle catches it. See, that's a dangerous play. If Kittle doesn't catch that ball to keep it in play, it was a no gain. It was a no gain. But the two-minute warning came. That play to me at that time of the game had to be a run. It had to be a run. Now, they got away with a pass, but you wanted the clock to get to the two-minute warning. And let's say you, you put a good run in there and you got three yards. Okay, now you're in a third and two. You have a lot to open up for you here. And you got a better chance. I think to me, this to me, when I go back and I'm going to chart it when I get home, if I ever get home, I'm going to chart it <laughs> on the second down. I think they lost this game, the non-obvious again, on second down. I think the 49ers, I said it all week before the game, they had to have a great second down call sheet. And I don't think it was. And uh, Mahomes also, by the way, MVP. He is there in the last seven Super Bowls, Michael. The favorite has only one Super Bowl MVP three times. Right, let me ask you this. Question. All three were Mahomes. Let me ask you this. Question. If let's just say Hardeman would have dropped the pass. It bounces up in the air and the 49er defense would have caught it. OK. And the game would have been 49ers over. Right? Win. And 49ers win. Who was the MVP for the Niners? I would have said Juwan Jennings. 
that's probably who was going to get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, so I don't know. Purdy gets, I don't know. Because today, all in every single show, there's your man up there in his car. He's so busy, he's in his car. I mean, <laughs> Danny O on Pat McAfee for those that you know, are watching uh, that, what that he's talking Purdy about. Purdy wasn't good enough. You know, like, I, I, what does so, Purdy have to do to be good enough? Do you think that's an argument today? Do you no, think people I don't, I think are it's saying ridiculous. that? Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't see I how Purdy anyone can say to, that. I think Purdy is going to only improve because if they start to do more stuff at the line and trust him, him to get them in the right protection, to get them in the right play, to give him more mm-hmm. time to go down that road that Brady was talking about. You know, Brady was talking about probability. The quarterback has to understand probability because the play caller is sending plays in based on what we anticipate. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Niners anticipated blitz zero. Okay, they did. On third and four, third and five, they just got the wrong call. They had it, they had the right play called in the red zone. They messed up the protection. So the probability, and when the probability is not right based on the look you got to get the player in the right play you got to get the team in the right play which is what Mahomes is capable of doing or making a play so he's only going to improve like the guy is only going to improve well get ready for an offseason filled with is Brock Purdy the guy conversation is Elliot and I were talking about before the show but I don't think you can look at this game and say by any means that Brock Purdy oh, is the reason they la- like there's no way that's a conversation it's such a lazy narrative and it's such a lazy watching the game Game. You're not watching the same game I'm watching. Like, this guy's really good. Now, could he have thrown the ball to Debo for the touchdown over there? Yeah, he could have. They scored on that drive. However, you got Chris Jones bearing down your leg. You know, you're coming right at you. So it's hard sometimes. I mean, look, this guy's good. This yeah. guy is really good. I know, you know, most fans wouldn't trade him for Justin Fields. I mean, would trade him for Justin Fields tomorrow. Yeah. But to me, there's no comparison in quarterbacks. As much as I would love to like have this be a day where we're giving Brock Purdy his flowers, I, I still think that we need to make sure that we're talking a lot about Patrick Mahomes here. As much as it pains me physically well, and I'm you, sick to my stomach. Why the, the reason we got to this conversation is because the second and five call yeah. is the Mahomes call to win the game. You can't let him have the ball again. You can't. You cannot. And they have, and you know that. And, and everyone knows that. That's and, why and it's so such a dagger. What would we be talking about today? We'd be talking about Andy Reid using a stupid timeout in the third quarter in the game, which could have cost them the game like we talked about McVay. That won't get talked about because they didn't cash in. Um, Mahomes now 11-1-1. ATS is an underdog. 10 wins outright. Had to win three in a row as an underdog to win this Super Bowl. And um, with that, my San Francisco 49ers have now given Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs two of their three rings. Um, Mahomes is the at 23 years old, the fourth starting quarterback to win three Super Bowls, joining Brady, Montana, Terry Bradshaw, and Troy Aikman. Not bad company. Plenty more Super Bowl 58 talk coming up on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. With football season officially in the books, if you're looking for a betting edge on college hoops, don't worry. Our VEASAN experts have you covered as you look to flip the page. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. Subscribe today. You'll get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, as well as the upcoming college hoops betting guide. It'll have full bracket breakdowns, plus full access everything we do at VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can 
can sign up. Again, just $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe, vsin.com slash subscribe. This is the Lombardi Line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond, and Tony with you. We're going to head out to Atlantic City and the Borgata where Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook out there, joins us now live. And I, I saw a comment from John Murray at the Westgate Superbook out here in Vegas where he wrote, Chiefs force overtime and win. There's nothing that could have been worse. Where was that for the Borgata having the their B overtime, that prop cashing, and the Chiefs coming out on top with all the money that was coming in on Casey and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, similar situation here. Uh, you know, we needed San Fran and the under to come in, and that was that was the best case scenario on the game for us. And obviously, then uh, the Chiefs forcing overtime and winning um, didn't, didn't go our way there. Uh, the, the total actually, we closed the total 47. So, um, that's exactly where it ended. Uh, but most of the money there, uh, was on the, the over and, uh, 47 and a half. So we, we won on the total on the game, but, uh, the side was not great. And as you mentioned that overtime prop, uh, will there be overtime? That's something that gets bet, uh, quite a bit every year. And, um, Typically, it doesn't come in. I think this is only the second time in history that the game went to overtime. So, you know, if you got eight to one, nine to one, whatever it was, uh, that got, you know, that was getting bad. It typically does. It's just one of those random props that people bet and throw a few bucks on. And so that got paid out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall for the game, it, it was a mixed bag for us because we were in a position, we, we were a big winner to Kansas City in the future book here. So, uh, the fact that the Chiefs won, yeah, we lost on the side in the game, but the the win that we realized from the future book on Kansas City uh, offset that a lot. We did win in play. Um, you know, there there was a lot of 49ers money uh, in progress there during the game. So we were able to offset a lot of that, and the props were very much a mixed bag yesterday, I, I think, overall for us. It was just the, the bigger markets like the, the MVP – and first touchdown score, actually, we we did pretty well on. I mean, Mahomes opened up as the favorite. He was a, a pretty short favorite there to win MVP, plus 125. And I, I, not that he wasn't drawing attention, uh, but, uh, you know, people were taking shots on individuals who were paying out a little bit better. Kelsey, obviously, was a very popular play, and not only that market, but all, all the markets that he was offered in. Um, and probably the most interesting thing I thought, at least here going into the game, our biggest liability for MVP was none other than Sam Darnold at 300 to one. Uh, we had close to a half a million of liability on him. And was, that's just people, you know, few people who put down, you know, $500 on him, And, but that liability adds up quick at 300 to one. So, uh, it's just a weird nugget there on the MVP market here. Uh, but we, we did well overall on that. And, and even the first touchdown uh, score with uh, McCaffrey, again, he was he was the favorite uh, to do that. And he comes in plus 350. He, he gets the first touchdown there. So uh, those bigger, more popular uh, prop markets we did okay on. The, the player props, though, uh, you know, Mahomes with that game going overtime, all of his props, all of his player props come in to the over, which wasn't great. Um, so – you know, it, it props were a mixed bag overall. I, I think, you know, the the more popular ones, you know, Q 
Kittle going over. Obviously, that was a loser. Thanks for uh, but, reminding us, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that that was uh, one of the few player props we won on. Uh, it, you know, and, and again, Kelsey was just such a popular play uh, amongst the casual better with uh, all of his props, and they come in. So, uh, aside from the, the touchdown score, but yeah, it was um, uh, props were very much mixed. Where typically you win a decent amount on props, that wasn't really the case yesterday. How about the Pacheco prop? We were out here, and everybody was on the Pacheco yeah. over rushing prop. Where were you? Where were yeah. you on liability on that? Same, same. We had a lot of liability uh, on that, as well as him to win MVP. And Michael, you know, as you know, he's a local kid here. He's, right, yeah. he's out of Vineland. He's out of Vineland and and went to Rutgers. So he has a lot of local support. We saw that last year in the Super Bowl as well when they played Philly. Uh, Pacheco was a very popular play in in the prop markets. Uh, on his overs and MVP, and it was the same thing this year. He just has a lot of local support in this area because he's from here. We're going to push it forward a little bit more later on in the show talking about next year's odds, but have you guys at the Borgata already opened up for where things are going to be next year? Who's your favorite? All of the talk about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs three-peating. They want to. They want to be the first to do it. Um, Where do you guys sit right now? Yeah, well, the Chiefs, uh, at least when we open up the the Super Bowl market for next year, uh, the Chiefs are the ones taking the money here, uh, at least early. And plus 750, the 49ers are the favorite 5-1 to one, uh, right now. And, and it's the usual suspects there at the top of the at the board that you would expect. The 49ers, the Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, Bills, uh, the Bengals will certainly be there in the mix, hopefully with a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, so the teams that you would expect to be there, uh, at the top, they are, um, you know, some of the teams that I think you could get a little bit, uh, better price, you know, the Texans, obviously 25 to one, uh, if Stroud can, uh, have an even better second year than he did in his freshman season, that'd be, uh, pretty incredible. But, um, they're a team that I expect to, to get some uh, futures action. And, uh, of course, our uh, beloved local Philadelphia Eagles there. at uh, we, we have them at 15-1. to 1. You, Believe me, you can shop around and get a much, much better price on the Eagles than we have them at. Uh, but, again, we're going to uh, take uh, all the Eagles' uh, future action, as we typically do in that market. So, you know, for us, it's, it's the Philly teams. It's the New York teams. That's where when we open up the future market, no matter the sport, that's who gets hit, uh, at least here in Atlantic City. So uh, we expect a lot of Eagles money as well. And, you know, the same thing with the, the Jets. The Jets will be a popular what, what do you have the, What do you have the Jets? Two that knocked me off my feet this morning. The Bears at 30-1. to 1, I saw that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the, the Jets at 25-1. to 1, And the Rams, with no respect at all, at 35-1. to 1. Like, try to make sense of that for me, please. Well, so let's start with the Bears, Michael. I have them at fifty to one. So I think okay. that's right. Yeah, that's more. That's that, more that realistic. Right. Yeah, I, I think that number is pretty low. That you saw in the Bears. I mean, my goodness. Uh, the Rams. I have them at thirty to one, and uh, the Jets is also. The Jets are also at thirty to one, um, which I think is a, a fair number, um, especially here. We're we're gonna we're gonna take Jets money if. Rodgers is healthy, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they were our biggest liability for the Super Bowl this year uh, were the Jets. So and I expect probably the same thing. Now, that was a lot of hype around Rodgers getting there. And, you know, I, I don't know what the hype is going to be like 
coming into next year uh, when he's coming off the injury, another year older. But, uh, you know, I guarantee you we're still going to be taking Jets money here. Okay, I have a hypothetical for you because I I know that you guys at the Borgata and the majority of sportsbooks around America don't actually book some of these novelty props when it comes to the Gatorade and the National Anthem specifically. Um, But... Like, where do you sit on the two Braves with Reba? Because That's the singular Brave made it go under the 90 and a half seconds. The added Brave made her go over. So if you guys did hypothetically book this, what would your house rules be? <laughs> That's a great question, Stormy. Uh, you know what? I think that we would have to go with after the second Brave. I mean, that's still, uh, if it's still part of the performance. Right. I, I that's think what, that's, that's, that's what I to said to Stormy. I mean, you can't just, it's not like when she opens her mouth, you punch the clock. And yeah. when she yeah. stops singing, you punch the clock. That to me is like, yeah. how do you go anywhere else but that? Because like, she's freelancing and she's adding another word to the song. But it doesn't but I'm matter. With you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But it advocate. doesn't I'm matter. It's like it, the rules should have said she, it stops at the brave. So TG, what about the Gatorade one then? Because it, on the original broadcast, we didn't see a Gatorade bath, but then we saw later the purple. So do you think hypothetically you would pay out the purple or none? Uh, I think, well, again, that's going to depend on how the house rules are written. Is it, um, you know, I think if it's just a general, what's the color of the Gatorade and you, you see it after the fact that it's purple, then I think you have to pay out purple. Um, unless there's that added stipulation that needs to be on the live broadcast. Yeah, yeah like there can't be timing on the purple, I just right? think it's great. So many questions. Uh, I TG, I appreciate you indulging me, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, TG. <laughs> get ready for all that. Get ready to go to Wawa. They're going to be complaining. Money. Yeah, that money's coming in on Wawa. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to step aside. We'll be right back with plenty more Super Bowl 58 conversation on the Lombardi line. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. The sulking for Stormy continues yeah, it's gonna on be. the Lombardi yeah, line. This is, uh, <laughs> you, you might want to read slow, You might want to read a little Joan Didion, I think, in your future. She'll about grief, dealing with it. You know, it's a little harder, you know, slouching towards Bethlehem. I think that I might have to send you some of that stuff because it's going to take a while. I'm trying to implement the 24-hour world. There's no 20. Where, where you I lose act, the Super Bowl, I, there's no, it stays with you forever. I at least get the first 24 hours to have a pity party for myself, of though, right? Of course you do. Sure, you can have the okay. pity party. It's, Ugh. you know, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change the result. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change Michelle, who we love, um, makes yeah, wonderful graphics for here. us at I mean, like, But trucking strut- through here, I mean, she strutted through here like it was like we were in Kansas she City. She had the audacity and, to smile at me, and, too. And didn't even turn her head towards you. I, I thought was we like, were friends. Whoa, whoa, yeah. this is serious here. I am physically unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this now, the Kansas City Chiefs have won three Super Bowls in five years. Patrick Mahomes is only 28 years old. You think of, um, you know, Peyton Manning and, and um, these guys that didn't even get to this point until they're in their 30s, right? And so it's just, it's, right. it's incredible. Well, yeah. What? I mean, it just, you know, it kind of reflects back on the power. This is what makes the Brady Belichick thing so ridiculous, right? I mean, Favre won one Super Bowl, yeah. right? I mean, Peyton Manning won one in Indianapolis, right? I mean, when you go, Aaron Rodgers won one in Green Bay. When you go through some yeah, of these, that's crazy. some of these legendary, Warren Moon never got to one. Right. He's in the Hall of Fame. And so when you go through this, you realize that when everyone says, well, this is the worst team the Chiefs have ever had. No, that's completely wrong. This is by far the best defense they've ever had. And all they've done is they've stopped trying to be the greatest show on turf and they manage the game accordingly. They still have a wide variety of plays they run. You know, they got to a lot of stuff in the second half. They were able to move the ball. He's a great player. But, it, you know, they've won, they've won two Super Bowls in a row, okay? And we are now embarking on the we must have a number one receiver on our team era in football. Yeah. They traded Tyreek Hill, and they've won two Super Bowls. And from now until the day of the draft, all we're going to read about is how you have to have a number one receiver to win a championship. Like, no one pays attention to what the Chiefs just did. But now you have to have a number one receiver. <laughs> It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason because you imagine you get Kadarius Tony out of here, you make some room with uh, MVS on his way out or something, and you actually could get oh, they're gonna, somebody. You know, I think Schefter was on McAfee today talking about how they, they feel like you know they're going to redo Mahomes' deal, they're going to lower his cap number, they're going to keep the nucleus intact. Look, they've got to fix the offensive line, right? Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey both already confirmed they're coming back, by right. the way. Well, I don't know how good Kelsey's going to be next year. Let's have that conversation, right? Because he doesn't look like the same player that he once was and here's the thing about older players they might look good in august they might look really good in september by january we need them to play good they may not be so look he's going to come back and i'm sure they're going to improve the talent base a little bit around them pacheco's still on a rookie contract you know i mean they're going to have to figure out the offensive line they're going to have to pay trey smith the right guard you know what are they going to do with left tackle donovan smith's a free agent that's been an issue for them all year they worked around it credit to reed but, you know, look, as long as they have the quarterback, 
And as long as they're able to have a great offseason, they're going to take some time off and get back to it. They'll be good. The quarterback sets the standard. He has competitive stamina. And you talk about those, uh, some of the potential, the, the defense and being so as good as they were this year, the best that they've had in this Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid era together. They're also the second youngest in the National Football League this year, uh, second best in the league as well. And you do have Legarius Steed and Chris Jones, who are two free agents at the end of this season. But in terms of running it back, what do you think about those two key pieces? Well, I, you know, I think it's Jones. It's going to depend on does somebody want to pay an older player an exorbitant he's really talented right and somebody's going to want to pay him but what's that market going to look like and what is the realistic element of that market will he is he can he play at this level for two more years you know he's kind of he's kind of handled himself so that he can uh i don't think i think sneed will be a hard one for them to sign because i'm sure there's a lot of teams that are going to go out there and pay everybody else is replaceable on this list they're going to they're going to draft guys that are going to fill them i think brett leach brett reach deserves a ton of credit for what he's been able to do with a lot of the young players on defense look when you have patrick mahomes and you're paying him what you're paying him you got to draft really well that's one of the things to me that always hurt the colts you know they always talked about oh well we're, they played in a dome they were a small team and when they went outside to play in a playoff game, they had a hard time. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes historically real quickly. Uh, Mahomes now with three Super Bowls and two NFL MVP awards, three Super Bowl MVPs, but the two for the league year, joins Tom Brady and Joe Montana as the only players to reach those marks. Mahomes achieved it in seven seasons, four fewer than Brady, five fewer than Montana. He's the seventh player in major professional sports period to do these things in the first seven seasons. So you're joining names like Larry Bird, Guy Lafleur in the NI- in the NHL, Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, yeah. Joe DiMaggio. And when I mentioned Peyton Manning and John Elway earlier, like they didn't have Super Bowl one until they were after 30. He's 28 years old yeah, in doing no, all of this. I know. And, and look, he's got, and, and they're going to be good around them. And you know, they got, so I asked like, I asked this all this to say, what would your, if I set you an over under of seven rings for Mahomes? Oh, I would probably place, I would take the over. You would. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's a closer, right? You know, he wasn't, he wasn't playing great in the game. Their offense wasn't playing great. Once the rush slowed down, all of a sudden, that's why that second and five call, the third and five call in the two-minute drill, those were the critical calls because you do not want to give him the ball back with Andy Reid calling plays and all they need is a field goal. See, th- th- we haven't added this layer to it. You know, did you see – well, you were paying attention to the game. Did you see the the field goal line that CBS put up there when, when they were coming down the field when it was 19-16? to 16? They had like a 65-yard field goal. Like Buckner yeah. was going to make it. Like I'm like thinking that, that's not even close. Like, are, but you know, on second well, and five, if you're in, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're at second and five, and you're saying they've got Buckner, they can make a 55-yard. He's already done it, right? Yeah. So it, the three gets us to overtime, maybe. But there's pretty much if we don't convert second and five, third and five, this game's probably going to overtime. Speaking of the kicking game, though, like RIP anyone that had 49ers longest field goal prop bets, because you wow. think that if you make an NFL Super Bowl record length and distance of a kick that you would cash that ticket. But that record lasted all of how long before well, Buckner reset it? How did the second one not get blocked? It was a low it line so, drive. He, that, and Moody, that and Moody's one got blocked. And Moody's got blocked. So that's what with Moody, we've known this like coming into the game, how he had missed three of six field goals in those recent games. 
two of them gets hands on him, and that's what happens again on the extra point here because he kicks it so low. Yeah, I know. I'm which... trying to get the power under it, but it's really frustrating. <laughs> I know. I, and, and, that, and that and that missed field goal, obviously, instead of it being 20 to 16 on the final drive, it ends up becoming 19 to 16, and now it puts the three points back in play. Whereas if it's fourth and five, you know, Romo's trying to get him to go for it on every fourth down in the game. Like, it's ridiculous. I'd go for it here, yeah. Jim. I'd go for it here. Of course you would. You know, you're the and, highest paid and, guy on the field. The amount of times that we heard fourth down territory in the, yeah, in the I'd game go was for ridiculous. It, Jim. First quarter, first play of the game. Jim, I'd go for it on this drive on first down. I am, I am laughing, though. Um, our buddy Wyatt, who also works behind the scenes behind the glass here at VEASAN, he's a Michigan fan, and so he was texting me throughout the game every time that Moody made a field goal because I, there's seven total field goals in this game. So every time Moody makes one, I get a text message and he walks in today and I'm like, you know, funny, you didn't you didn't mention anything on the extra <laughs> point there about Moody, but We've neither been hard here nor on, there. I've been hard on Moody, but Deservedly I Deservedly so though, correct, but that was... But that, that kick to make it 19 sure. to 16, to me, I Huge. said to my son, Mick, this could propel his career. Sure. Because that, that, that was an incredibly mentally tough kick to go out there because I don't think if you would have given true serum to Kyle Shanahan, I don't think Kyle Shan thought he was going to make it. Now, he had to go do it. He had to do it. It was fourth and five. There was really no option for him to do it. And that's why they drafted him, because he has a powerful leg, and he's going to be on a rookie contract for the next three years. So that's why they took him. But look, I, I think at the end of the day, it always comes back to the play before the biggest play. The second and five was the biggest play because the third and five was a disaster. I agree with you. Um, the 49ers, by the way, are the early favorite to win the Super Bowl next year at DraftKings plus 550. The Chiefs are the second shortest shot at plus 650. And Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, as I mentioned, both confirmed that they'd be back. Reid at the podium, uh, according to Jeff Darlington today, before taking the podium, Andy Reid asked their PR guy if any team had ever won three straight. This guy says no. Reid said, all right, we'll see. And Mahomes on a three-peat said it would be legendary. Nobody's ever done it. All you can do is come back with a fresh mindset. So already talking about next year and running it back for three in a row. And obviously it's been two decades since anyone even did two in a row. Why not? You know, look, they're going to have a good team. They got the good quarterback. I mean, whenever you have the quarterback, you're in every game. Yeah. Only, you know, makes me physically ill to discuss, but it's fine. Uh, we are one hour in, so just one hour to go until I can go back home and cry. We will be back on the Lombardi line on VEASAN and DraftKings Network after a quick timeout. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 